What is good, people? It's your boy Sherman Obez back here once again, bringing you another great episode from What's the Word Entertainment. Good morning, sir. Hope you're doing okay. Glad to see you as always. What's, what's happening with you? Good morning, sir. Good to see you too. I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Gets a word to the to America. America, happy to see you again. Uh, do your taxes. <laughs> Those of you that actually get some money back, invest it. Yo, dude, taxes. Uh, I'm not looking forward to doing taxes this year with all this news, tax reform, and whatnot. Dude, your boy might be coming out of pocket. I'm not, I'm not too happy about that, but we'll see what happens, dude. Woo! <laughs> no point of America great again, baby. Whoa, yo, dude, do something with America, America, please. <laughs> anyway, let's get let's get right into it, man. Um, one of the one of the things I would definitely want to touch on this week uh, was some some uh, some news in the uh, college ranks. We haven't really touched on college basketball too much this year so far. So, I want to talk about the biggest storyline in college basketball? Your boy Zion Williamson out of Duke. Uh, the sensational forward injured his left knee in the game against UNC that the Duke did lose uh, 88 to 72 in Cameron Indoor um, when Zion's sneaker blew out in the first minute of the game, just completely just blew out his whole shoe, twisted his knee out the rest of the game. You can tell in that game, the whole state, the whole arena was deflated. The team was yeah. deflated. It just changed the whole entire dynamic of the game. I mean, yeah. when you lose a player like that, of course, you know, you're kind of, Wind blows out of your sail, however you want to call it. Um, oh. Now, now they did play a game last night, but first game without him. But I mean, it was rough. So people are saying he should sit the rest of the year. People are arguing, no, he should come back when he's healthy. What do you think he should do? Should he sit or should he play when healthy? You know, it's it's tough. Um, I am. I've made a lot of uh, what's the term I should use here. Uh, blustery comments about the way NFL owners treat their players. Uh, I don't take any of that back. Um, and, you know, I think it's important for Zion to do what Boogie Cousins said. Think about your family. Think about yourself. Think about your future, right? Right, right. You cannot capitalize on the talent that others have been capitalizing on on you. Uh, and you need to you need to think about the outlook, the prolonged outlook. It just it feels like the Kyrie Irving situation again. You know what I mean? Got A great player got injured. Might as well yeah. shut him down because – yeah. The last thing you want to do is run him into the ground or, or hurt his career, not give him a chance to go out there and win a championship. Yeah, and, uh, and to you, real quick to your point, Kyrie only played what six games for Duke. Yeah, and he was the number one pick in the draft. Yep. So doesn't yeah. doesn't make a difference, right? He doesn't need to. And I, you know, the the NBA. I think uh, we're going to talk about this later. Um, but that that whole pro- changing the the age limit. Right. You right. know, I mean these these kids have been making money for AAU and all these other sport, uh, organizations for you know, years at this point, dec- decades, you know, mm-hmm. so might as well give the kid a chance. I say shut him down. Uh, they, you know, the new look Duke doesn't look terrible. Still have mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett, still have, uh, see, uh, was that Reddish? Kid, um, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, that kid Connolly, I mean, he looks, uh, O'Connell, O'Connell, looks like he can shoot pretty well as long as he keeps that up. So I think it's a yeah. thing. And, dude, the game, they didn't play too bad without him. I mean, Barrett and Reddish, I think, combined for, what, 60 points out of 72 for the for Duke. I mean, so obviously they led the way. When, when Zion went down, I mean, he's still a big loss. As far as what he should do, in my opinion, this is just my personal opinion, I think he should play when 100% healthy. Not even 85, not even 95. Wait till he's 100%. Yeah. No, not even a it, the slightest bit of like sensation or, or, or numbness or whatever the case is, or pain yeah. in, in play. He signed a letter of intent. He committed to that university. The thing is, I was watching ESPN the other day, and Guys like Marcus Spears and things like that were all saying he should sit out, get his money, make sure he gets his money. And to your point, and Boogie Cousins said, you know, it's all BS. I think he said, you know, 
here's the thing. If you were, if all of everyone's talking about, she sit out because the chance of the risk of injury. Yeah. Now, before he went out, wasn't there a risk of, risk of injury? Wasn't there a yes. risk of injury and in, in him getting injured in practice? Wasn't there a risk of injury when the season started? Wasn't there a risk of injury when he was walking down his dorm, dorm room steps? Yes. So if you were worried about him getting injured, he shouldn't have played the enti- at all the entire season then. He should have yeah. just never played. So then yeah. what was the whole point? He should have just sat out. Oh, you know what? There's a risk of injury. I'm just not going to play. So, But you started to play. So you might as well just finish the team. Don't just abandon your teammates. Because I'm telling you right now, those guys who are not going to go to the NBA and looking to and looking to get an NCAA title and play well, they want their best player on the floor with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I get the reason. Don't get me wrong. I understand why if he does sit out. But if it was me and I was telling him, or even if it was me that was playing, I would play with my team. I would be out there. I'd enjoy my time because you'll never get that experience again. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so I think he should play. Is he going to? I don't know, man. I, I think he may sit out for a prolonged period of time and maybe yeah. come back, let's say, right before the tournament starts. Yeah. The, the March Madness, you know what I mean? The, yeah. You know, um, and I think that's what he'll do. It's kind of like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll make the tournament without him, obviously. Then yeah. when he, they're, whether they're a one seed or a two seed or whatever the case is, then they'll, he'll probably play in, in those games, you know? I, I would agree with that. I've, I mean, honestly, I, and I, I completely understand where you're coming from in the fact that he is committed. Like, these are his brothers, right? His his roommate is R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett has supported him all the way through his the entirety of this career that he's had at, at Duke. Right. It's been amazing. Uh, right. And, you know, the last thing you want is for the roles to be reversed there and this guy to just be like, well, I'm healthy, but I can't be do be there for this for you anymore, right? right? That's just not that's not fair to the team as a whole. But, you know, the Kyrie situation. But then, So think about it in the NBA sense. What about uh, Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard didn't want to play at all until he knew he was healthy and never felt like he was healthy. Apart, Maybe he was healthier than, you know, good enough to go out there and play and support the team and help the team, but right. he, he didn't feel like 100%, right? So, and I feel like that always creeps in. People might want to play with a herniated disc. People might want to play with a bad ankle. People might want to play with a bad shoulder, you know, and, and he, though, at least those people are compensated. I he, I feel like he's hurting his money. I mean, I hope that they are paying him under the table like there's some boosters. Keep it 100. <laughs> um, but uh, right. But uh, no, I I mean, I think I think he owes it to himself and his family to do what's best for him. You want to oh, come back? Come back when you're 100. percent Absolutely. Do whatever do whatever he wants. I'm not going to be mad at the kid or whatever whatever he decides to do. Not at all. I'm just saying, if, like I said, if it was me, I'd play. Now, I mean, but let's say, let's say he does sit out the remainder of the year completely. Do you, does, is Duke is still a contender to win this championship this year? Or are we going to look at schools like Virginia or, you know what I mean, or maybe UNC or Gonzaga, you know, teams that are always in the top ranks. So, I mean, I just don't know if they can really get past because one of their downfalls is three-point shooting. And yes. I don't feel like they can win the tournament without shooting the three well. Yeah. That's their biggest flaws, if not their biggest flaw. I just, I'm, I, if without Zion, I don't think they can win the t- win the title. I completely agree with you. I mean, they they played, uh, you know, Zion featurette game, right? And it, uh, coincidentally, um, I saw hit up on an article on CBS Sports talking about the shoes that Zion was wearing, the the uh, Paul George's two and a half or something. Yeah, two point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know. For me, it's a comfort thing in the shoes that I play any sport in, right? What feels good, that's what I'm going to play with. 
Now, should a guy that big be playing in like a lighter, quicker player's body type style shoe? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I just there are some shoes that are just not comfortable for me. You know, so maybe maybe he should be playing in LeBron's because those are built for two hundred seventy pound football player that plays basketball. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think the university will take a look at the shoes and maybe switch them out. Maybe I think they're still on the contract with Nike, so they just might get, use a different shoe. Maybe, like you said, maybe the LeBrons they use X or whatever the case is. But I don't know if they're gonna be wearing PGs anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, for real, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so no, I, I, yeah, like you said, you pointed out they're not great at the three ball. It comes down to that kid uh, O'Connell, and I mean, you, I, hey, if if they this is gonna come down to coaching. Can he coach a winner knowing that you can't do the three ball very well? Can you create shots? Can you create open shots for people to hit on the three ball? Um, but I agree with you. I, I just the, the field is open now. I like the way UVA played them up even when they had Zion. I like the way Syracuse played them up when they didn't have Zion. You know, so they, they feel like they they're coming back down to earth with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I think they're gonna you know need to adjust the way they play because they usually play inside out. You know what I mean? So, but we'll see what happens with there. But I mean, being that, you know, they have to go to college, whatever the case is, um, you know, out of high school, they can't go straight to the NBA like they used to. Do you think players should just skip their, their, their uh, skip college, maybe play over in Europe for a year, play some other rec ball, whatever the case is? Or, I mean, I, I like the fact that they go to college, they get that experience, get to be coached by a great coach like uh, Mike Krzyzewski or Roy Williams or whatever the case is. Um, and I, what the whole the whole one and done situation? I don't know. It's tough, man. You know, um, I get it. You want to come out. You want to make your money, but you also got to be like, you realize, you know what? Because most of them, most of them don't go back. Because your education at the end of the day is going to be more important. Because if you get hit your second, third year in the league, then what are you going to do? You know what I mean? And then look at John Wall talking about going back to school to finish his degree. There, there you go. Perfect example. You know what I mean? So I don't know the whole one and done thing. I can kind of go both ways on it. Uh, like, I like it in a way, oh, yeah, they're talented enough. Like, look at Ke- KD, Kevin Durant, one year at Texas, boom. Yeah. He was number two pick, you know what I mean, right there in the draft, number two pick. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways you can go with it. Um, like, LeBron coming out of high school, obviously. Kobe coming out of high school, Kevin Garnett, Kyrie only playing six games at Duke. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you're, I feel like if you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. Um, I just think that these kids need to realize, hey, but then you have mistakes like like your boy Tommy Brown. We were talking about the one of the biggest busts come straight out of high school. So, I, OJ Mayo, you know what I mean? These guys getting hyped up too much. I just don't know. How are you? How do you feel about the whole one and done type of thing? So I think I think that if. I, I understand it. I can't get mad. I like it. I don't have a problem. I, I feel like the, uh, what was that, Rick Scott? Was that the coach down at Texas who was just like, I'll take one kid every year, right? Mm-hmm. I'll take go for one year and they can go on. He had Kevin Durant. He gave Kevin Durant the best coaching he could give Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant has always spoke very highly of it and has mm-hmm. gone on to be an NBA champion. So, yes, yeah. I completely agree. They need the opportunity to be coached by these great players. But why, these coaches, why are these great coaches at colleges, though? You know, like, what? why couldn't this great coach be a paid coach who works in an association that creates, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, NBA basketball for the world, right? Like, it's it's no different than, like, FIFA, right? Like, they're, the, the, you're not tied to the college that you go to if you don't want to be in order to be the player in this game. 
right? Dominic speaking in the terms of soccer. So, you know, it's it's tough. Yeah, you miss out on something. I feel like there's something to be said about players that come out of college. Like Shane Battier, for all the things that people say, maybe he didn't live up to the hype of what he he had done. He completed and achieved at Duke. He had some very poignant moments in his career where he showed his intelligence and his athleticism and his coaching coming together and being like, mm-hmm. there he is. I, I think of the game that uh, I can't remember who he was. He, I don't know what team he was on, uh, but he played against Kobe Bryant. And he just like literally had his hand in Kobe Bryant's face. I'm sure you remember this. Like you have to. Uh, I, and I can't remember. He, he played up. He had a great defensive effort against Kobe Bryant. And I don't know if it was a uh, in the finals. I think it might have been just a regular season game. But. You know, that's that's one of those guys bringing it all together. Um, and he wouldn't have, I don't think he would have had that had he not gone to uh, Duke and had great coaching with Mike Krzyzewski. I mean, so. look, at, look, at, look at Jordan, three years at UNC, you know what I mean? Developed into the player that, he, you know, for the greatest player of all time, you know. Um, it's so it's so hard to say whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know what I mean? Because you have, you have examples both ways, um, yeah. you know what I mean? I think you should just give them the right. I don't think you should restrict them. If they want to go to college, let them go to college. If they don't want to go to college, you know, they don't shouldn't have to go to college. You mean not yeah. college not for everyone, but it is a way to help develop your skill. But then again, like, you, like we were saying, how the boogie is like, oh, college is BS. If you get hurt, then what do you do? You know what I mean? If you tear your ACL or, you know, you have a compound fracture in college, you can never play again. And then there goes your money. You know what I mean? At least in the NBA, even if you get hurt your first year, you'll get some sort of money. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mean if you're yeah. on your rook, if it's on a rookie deal, you're making two million dollars for the season. Okay, it's still two million more than you were, you were going to get in college. You yeah. know what I mean? So I can you could have also got a shoe deal, whatever the case is. So I get if it. If you're one of those ones who is really good, right? Like we said, most of these guys aren't going to get out there. So I, I'm hoping that these guys are insured. You know what I mean? Million dollars for yeah. me or whatever, what have yeah. you? Get that insurance, absolutely. But you gotta have your degree, right? That's just a million dollars isn't gonna take, uh, take you for the rest of your life, right? Like, Absolutely so. not. Yeah, I mean, but but all no, I mean, Duke they did they had their first game last night against Syracuse. They played really well. I think they won that game. Was it seventy five to sixty five? Mm-hmm. Barrett Barrett had thirty and five. Reddish had had only Reddish only had five points, which which was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Barrett definitely held it down for for Duke. Oh, you put your boy O'Connell, as you mentioned, he had twenty and five. So they they, did, they looked okay without him. Um, it was kind of a weird game uh, before, I guess, Jim Beheim. I don't know if you heard the news that earlier in the week, he was driving home from after a game, and he struck a pedestrian with his car in an accident, a terrifying accident, that he and he killed the man. I guess the, the victim was involved in another car accident, and then, yeah, I guess he was out walking along the highway, and Beheim didn't see him or whatever, and hit him and struck him, and boom, that was it. He's cooperating with police fully. Um, you know, I think it was just, just might've been dark outside. Just didn't see him, you know, yeah. long, long time time, which is awful, but on all dig Duke did get the win. They looked okay without Zion, but I think that was the kind of their first test of, you know, without him, without being on, on the floor, um, yeah. we're going to see how they match, you know, uh, you know, going, moving forward. I think their next matchup is against, is against Virginia tech. Um, so, and then they end the year against UNC again, this time in UNC. So will Zion be, be able to be back for that game? Is he going to be back at all? I don't know. I think they're definitely going to need him for that game, though, once they go back to UNC and get playing in Chapel, in Chapel Hill. So I, don't, I just don't know how they're going to be without him, man. It's going to be rough. I agree. I think it's, it's figure out how to either survive until Zion shows up or come into this thing with the game plan that, you know, any good tactician would have created is 
what do we do when Zion's not there, right? Bill Belichick is very uh, famous for in-practice situations where he pulls a player off the field. That mm-hmm. player is no longer on the game in the game anymore. We have to go without him, right? Sometimes yeah. that's Tom Brady. Sometimes that's Rob Gronkowski. Sometimes that's Julian Edelman. Are mm-hmm. you practicing pulling Zion off the court and being like, okay, attack. Put Zion on the opposite team. Attack. Right? Like right, right. Practice those situations. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Man. Yeah, but moving on, um, really briefly, just wanted to mention uh your boy. We were talking last week, Manny Machado looking for the deal. He, Looks like he got the deal he wanted. Ten yeah. years, ten years, three hundred million dollars um, from the Padres. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised he um, got the went with the Padres. Now he does stay in California, obviously coming from the Dodgers last year. So yeah, I much wanted to be in Cali. I mean, yeah. who doesn't really want to be in Cali? But ten years, I've always noticed these baseball players getting these long deals. Ten years is a lot. A got a couple ten year deals before with Texas and New York. Yeah. Um, it does come with a fifth year opt out clause though and an option and a no trade clause as well so i mean the four-time all-star and two-time gold winner did get the money he was looking for 300 million dollars i think there was a better offer on the table however from the white Sox. um i think they were giving him like eight years for like 286 or something like that so i think a year it might have been more than a 30 per year but either way i mean but think about it, being in Chicago, South Chicago, or sunny California, it's like, mm, which one are you going to pick? So I think yeah. that had to do with it. Um, so, I mean, now that he's signed, it only one, the guy left now is Bryce Harper. Where I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, I, so, you know, more, much uh, congratulations to Manny Machado for getting that money. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the San Diego Padres stack up to the rest of the field. Um, if he thinks he can go there and make him a winner or they're going to create a powerhouse or maybe this is just one of those cases you want to get paid. You know, I don't know how contracts work in baseball. I understand that the money is guaranteed, even though there's a fifth year opt out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, yeah. maybe this is a uh, t- five year, hundred and fifty million dollar contract. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, then there's, you know, I, I guess he could just change up, you know, I mean, he could literally just opt and leave after the fifth year. So you're yeah. right. I think 150 is going to get at least 150. Yeah, right. So if that's at least 150 for five years, that's pretty damn good. Um, and then uh, the no trade clause, I think, definitely works in his favor very well. So it's up to him to see what he makes of this scenario. Uh, it's I I don't I'm not aware if contracts then set the market for other contracts, right? So if this ends up being a like a five year 150, is that what we're going to see? This opt out clause. Fifth or fifth or sixth year option for someone like Bryce Harper, uh, and where he goes, right? I, I think it's interesting. Excuse me, it's interesting, bad, intriguing to me that the people who are on the trading block, when you know we'll get a chance to talk about Antonio Brown uh, and Le'Veon Bell, the, the market doesn't seem to be hot. The money's there, but the market's not hot, right? I think I think uh, what they're they're coming to find is that in the these teams are just not willing to part with that much liquid. Uh, for you know the opportunity for you to wear their uh, wear their jersey, whether you bring them a championship or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I think Bryce Harper will get his money. Where will that be? I hope he goes to a contender. Uh, yeah, but... I mean he deserves it. Obviously he's one of the best players in the league. I, th- he'll, he'll, I think he'll get it too. And honestly, now that Machado's first, it's almost like when um, what's it in the in the NFL? Khalil Mack, Cousins, and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers. 
Well, oh, somebody. Some, yeah, okay, that's a that's a good okay, example. Matt Ryan too. I, I was I was thinking of Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. Khalil Mack signed first, became the richest defensive player in NFL history, and then two days later or a day later, Aaron Donald signed and beat that record. So yeah. I think, I think that now that now that Machado was signed, I think Harpo will say, okay, he's getting three hundred. Yeah. I'm, I'm better than him. I'm yeah. worth three ten or three twenty or, yeah. or three whatever this is. So I think it actually Machado signing first actually is, is actually benefits Harper in a way. Where will he go? I guess that's that's left to be seen. Yeah. Moving on. So let's go over to the NBA now. We were briefly discussing how, you know, like I said, the whole one and done thing. Uh, NBA did propose changing the age limit from 19 back down to 18 where it last was. I believe the last year players were allowed to come out was 2004 or 2005 yeah. around, that, around that range. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen immediately. I probably was we're in 2019 now. So I think maybe by the 2021 season it, or maybe the 2022 season, I think it will happen. And you do you do you agree that they definitely should change it? Um, I I these are old guys that need more quality talent, and you can't you just need to open up the floodgates because the, some of the best that you have are just too old. If the limit had been eighteen, they would have Zion right now, right? right. You know, so if well, they, if, well, you know, to be honest, yeah, you're right. He they would, but I don't think Zion would have been the number one pick if he went straight to the NBA. I think it would have been R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett was rated higher coming out of high school. Zion was was definitely doing his thing over in Spartanburg, but he developed his game more and put on a show. Now he's definitely, yes, he's going to be the number one pick. So yeah. it kind of improved his stature by going to college. Okay. Well, there we go. Back, to, back to our earlier conversation, you need that coaching. They've definitely right. transformed him from what he was coming in to Zion as we know him today. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm in favor of the change, though. They, they don't limit it, but like I said, I think they should go to college at least for one or two years. But I'm in favor of them changing of changing the age limit, though. So I will say that. Um, I, I guess I guess you are too. It sounds like, but I yeah, I, think, I, I, I just yeah. think they should go to college. Yeah, I I think they that the focus needs to be on on nurturing these people into the best human being they can be. Now, if they want to chase the game of basketball, please help them along with that. Don't keep them by, by any means, keep them from, from maximizing their uh, earning potential because that's at the end of the day, that's, that's what's going to keep your family going. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely agree. Um, moving on in the NBA as well. I don't know if you watched the game last night, the Rockets and Warriors, they were in golden state Rockets came out with that victory. 118 to 112. Impressively without James Harden. I think he was out due to some kind of illness. Um, CP3 played well. Uh, he had what 23 points, 17 assists. Yeah. Your boy Kenneth, Kenneth Reed, 20 and 10. Um, Gordon, 25 points. You know, uh, they they played, they looked good. PJ Tucker had 18 points. Yep. You know, yeah, I mean, good for the Rockets. I think this is a fourth straight regular season victory over the Warriors. I think they're the only team in the NBA to do that. Um, KD, you know, he had a pretty good game, 29. Uh, Boogie had 13 points, 14 rebounds. Curry had 25. Thompson had 20. So, I mean, they, they were moving green. Yo, what's up with Draymond? Dude had four points. I feel like he is just offensively, he's not there this year. I don't know. Is it because Boogie is there doing it? I think he was doing it anyway. Like, he's averaging seven points for the season and, and set just over seven rebounds. What happened to Draymond being the all-star that he was? There's only one ball. 
and you have just I watched I watched Kevin Durant in the game last night take a foul, mm-hmm. flip in the air, and just a dime on top of it with the and one. I I would rather see that than uh, Draymond Green throw up a prayer. You know what I mean? If, if, if and you know. The, you have four guys there who can get the job done. You got a shooter off of four bounces can get you forty points, four dribbles. Yeah, I, I think I think what is coming to pass is that Draymond's time may be dwindling. Um, I don't. I think you can find someone to fill in that role for him and not lose a lot of what you have on the field. If you just had a guy whose responsibility was defensive and ball distribution in mm. Draymond's role, and mm. that person was happy with that, I think the Warriors still can take on the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they 100% need Draymond to win a championship. Now, he has the passion. He has it, you know, the yeah. tenacity and yeah. that, you know, that, you know, uh, that strive to win. Don't get me wrong. The intensity, I want to say, which, which, which definitely goes a long way. But being that you have Curry and KD and Clay and Boogie, I think you, you're right. You can really just put anybody in there at that four spot and they could still win the championship. So, I think he's just gonna just gonna play his part until they. I guess they don't really need him anymore, and they realize, oh wait, we don't have to pay you all this money and need you right now. You know, we can win. We can kind of win without you. Yeah. So I think I think his time in Golden State. Now, if Boogie does leak, cause remember Boogie's only on a one year deal. If Boogie goes to let's say L.A. or something like that, then I think Draymond will stick around and his role will increase more. But for now, I think it's just kind of it is what it is. Um, another topic I want to I think what we want to discuss. I think that you were wanted to bring up was. Uh, former disgraced referee Tim Donahue, right? Yes. yes. Uh, so uh, it's the anniversary of uh, Tim Donahue. got caught up in a scandal. Uh, so I, I just reading over, there's an article, and I'll, I'll link to it later, uh, that on ESPN, where they were just like how he was able to do this. I guess the, the person he was working with uh, was a 25-year friend that he had had that they grew up together who was mm-hmm. just like, hey, you owe me a sizable amount of money. We got to get out of this rut. Let's go ahead and we fix these games. You make these wins happen. Uh, so this scheme, some people called it the program, some people called it the company, because uh, there were a lot of people involved, but nobody, they were like, nobody goes to the restaurant, but everybody's got a hand in the plates of pie. Uh, and he, he, so this is a, the, uh, a snippet from the article. It says, his picks were winning at an 88% clip, totally unheard of in sports betting for any sustained period of time. They were now entering the sixth week of the scheme, which you might call a sustained period of time. So 88% of the time, his games are going that way. So I look at, you know, the, the and I, I only brought this up because I was looking at the Warriors game. I, I was unaware that uh, James Harden had an illness, so he didn't play, you know, stabbing the streak. But, you know, there, there has been a lot of conversation about this rep that uh, I guess just does, is very personal, is very into this game, a specific Rockets games. Uh, you know, and he you see that game, the Lakers win, but... Uh, oh, the other over oh, the stars. Referee Foster, yeah, and yeah. Foster, yeah, yeah. The Rockets were complaining about the calls and everything like that. I think it's personal, right? Apparently, Chris Paul has already spoken to the league about this internally to you know voice his concerns. So I didn't like that. I, I thought the league was uh, handed out a suspension for um, James Harden because his comments that he made to the public. I think he might be suspended. Yeah, I think he was or going to be suspended. I believe, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, because he kind of was like, yeah, it's, it's personal. This guy, it's complete. Thinks it's completely personal. This guy Foster. I think he said in quote, he shouldn't referee any Rockets game ever again. Yeah. Something like that, uh, which was kind of a lot. Like, yeah, dude, you definitely can't say that. Yeah. Um, I definitely think something's up. You know, uh, with them. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, what's that? I was, I was gonna say, uh, you know, you look at uh, at James Harden, and of the people to be complaining about the refs, the man who takes seven steps for a step back, you know, yeah. I, I, right? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't know how. Maybe yeah. you're just not gonna win every game. Maybe you're just not gonna get with get away with taking those stops every game. But right, no, he wasn't suspended. He was fined twenty five thousand dollars for criticizing uh, the referee Scott Foster. It's fine, man. Yeah, that's what it was. But uh, I mean. Yeah, you kind of look at it this way. You complain about not getting calls, and then, like you said, you get a you 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 able to take six, seven steps in a step back, and not and they don't call it on you. So it's like it goes either way, dude. Sometimes it happens. It happens in, in football. It happen oh. it happens. You know, in baseball, you know, what or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it ha- it can happen anywhere, man. You know, um, I mean, I don't really baseball. Excuse me, but like sometimes I was gonna say if some person safe or, or or out, but you know that's why yeah. they have replays now, though. But I mean, like I said, you know, football, I guess, is the easiest way to compare it. Some, there's holding pretty much on every single play. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Yeah. yeah Joe yeah. Thomas. Joe Thomas is a, is a career holder. Like they are like he's one of the best left tackles in the game. But he he I watched him give an instructional video on like, OK, well, you jam them up. And if you get the arm right here. They can't see that it's a hold, and you've got him locked in. He's not going anywhere. I was right. like, what? You're telling me that you cheated your entire career? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, okay, so it, you know what I mean? And then you're pretty much getting away with it. They can call holding on every play. So you're getting away with calls all the time. You're yeah. not going to get every single call, especially the fact there's only – there's what? There's 10 people on the court, and there's three referees. Yeah. Three people cannot watch 10 people at all every single point. So if you so I mean like literally so you can't do that you can physically watch one person at a time so if you want to have five six seven referees out there that way they can more people can watch the calls okay fine then everyone's I guarantee you have you're gonna have almost everybody fouling out every single game then oh absolutely you have to raise the foul limit to ten fouls instead of six fouls oh that's a hand check and and then you think about the certain players who get more calls than other players do right like guys are getting throwing up prayers. There's some fouls that I see shooters get that I'm just like, why? Why would you give him that? Dude, I hate the foul. This and I really quick before we move on, because I know we uh, be cautious of our time here. Yeah. But I hate the fact that well, shooter will jump for go to a shot. They know the defender's coming at them. They're standing. Defenders are standing there, and they jump forward into the defender as they're shooting. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, oh, oops, he hit me. No, you jumped into him. Right. Or. Or the play where they're shooting up and they're coming and they, you know what I mean, or like they're coming down and the defender's staying there. They hit the defender as on their way down, like or something like that. I just, or even if, if you have the ball and you're trying to get up and catch it and you hit a defender, they like, stand there. Dude, I have to be able to, to come down. I can't yeah. stay. In the air. I don't. I don't defy gravity. I'm sorry. Yeah. I right. Exactly. I exactly. Can't catch the ball in midair. Turn around. You wait. Look around and then come down, dude. I can't. <laughs> stand those dude, I remember one. Speci- dude, I remember one specifically. I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna bring this up. Game six, the 98 finals, Bulls and Jazz. Rodman caught a pass, I believe it was from Pippen. Caught it, jumped down, and he came down right in the car alone, I believe. Or maybe it was Antoine Carr. He caught it. He had, he, and they called the foul on Rodman. While all Rodman was doing was catching the ball. He jumped to catch the ball and came straight down. And even Jordan was like, ref, he has to be able to come down with the ball. How are yeah. you calling foul on Rodman just because that's that guy's fault for standing there just don't yeah. I either say it's a defensive foul or no foul at all actually yeah, it's just I would agree with that I agree with contact that. it's so almost I an undercut you, you almost undercut me like if I if I'm coming down and then I fall over the top of you and almost kill myself then mm-hmm. they call the foul but if right. you come down and the guy's right there then you got a problem 
Yeah, you're, I cannot stand those little ticky tack fouls that they call. It's so annoying, dude. I'm definitely, I'm definitely with you on that one, man. I mean, they, they need to change that completely. But um, so yeah, sorry, but I know we were going off topic there for a minute. But yeah, I did, I did briefly see the Donahue thing that you were, you were referring to the ref. Um, and it was more about just, it was. I don't think it was so much about the fouls. I think it was about him making sure that the games covered the spread because that's what they were really betting on and making yeah. money off of, make sure each game was covering the spread. So, yeah, I did briefly see that article. I'm going to go back and read it later this week. It was looks pretty interesting. Yes. It's just amazing that he got away with it for so long, you know? But, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean it's, it's indicative of human nature, right? Like, you, you, you wouldn't suspect anything was going on uh, until, you know, the players voiced their opinion that they felt like something's going on here. So there's some, there's some cooking going on. So Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, well, let's move. Let's move on. I want to go into the NFL. Um, first off, big some big news out of the NFL, sort of at sort of this week. Yeah. Yeah. Your boy uh, Robert Kraft. It's my uh, man's. That's my your man. That's your man's. That's, that's, that's who yo, whose man's is this? Yeah, that's right. We're right here. <laughs> yo, yes, he's, with yo. Us. he's with us. He's yo. an eccentric old man. He's, yo. A, he's a lowly old man. Yo, come on, dude. How are you a billionaire? Or Monet, whatever he is. Getting bagged at a massage parlor for soliciting prostitution. I mean, you know what? It's, just get, I'm gonna let you. Handler? I'm gonna let you take this one. Go ahead. Just where go. is his handler? Where is his handler? This is a lonely old man who just was. He wanted. He wanted some comfort. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, he could do this with trained professionals who work in in an industry that is legal in some states. I don't know why he felt. The, the backwoods nowhere of Florida was the place to get his his rocks off, uh, <laughs> but this is this is this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. Why why you could I feel like in the, in today's world we can order anything we want. These things can be delivered to you. Yeah. I don't know what you're <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Driving like an hour and a half away from Miami during the the, the I hope it was during the uh, Miami uh, football game. I really do. <laughs> Uh, I, wa- I want to know that he's not flying down to Florida for these things every now and again. Uh, Dude, but, you can uh, order any, like you just said, you can order anything. You can order food online. You can get your groceries delivered to your crib. You can have a barber even come to your crib if you wanted to. There's an app for that. Absolutely. But you, t- you, can, you can get, if you, I get it. You want to get off. You want to do your thing. Whatever you can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of places. You can just call up a service. Hey, I need some entertainment for the night. Your boy, your boy, your your your, your hand, like you said, your handler, your manager, whatever it is, make yep. let them make that phone call. Let them make the opportunity. Go in, you get that's it. You and you and you done. Like how you at a massage parlor? I get it. Massage parlor's nice. They got some scented candles. Maybe some hey. little some soft music. The aromatherapy is fantastic. Yeah, I, I bet it is. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I bet it is. I, you know, I get it. But but come on, dude. I I have no words. Yeah, it's it's sorry. He's rich. It's but that's the icing on the cake. That's the thing that hurts the most. That you know, I me and my friends, maybe it's because we we weren't born into into wealth, right? We didn't we didn't amass a a huge amount of wealth. We didn't buy a football team after being a a a manager of a lot of money. Um, so we have to be very creative with the way we spend our money and the way we find our money. Uh so you know, I, I just we, we can make a, a trip to Florida look fantastic without getting into that kind of trouble. Right. Uh, I, I can only imagine when I'm, my net worth is $4.3 billion that I'm hanging out at a two and a half star massage parlor. That's what I'm saying, Florida. Dude. 
Dude, I mean, dude, he could have had any any woman go to his crib anytime, pour some craft mac and cheese on top of her, do whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? And just all day long. I don't yo, why is my man doing this in a little strip mall? Like, come on, man. But dude, I, I y'all, just, I, I, can we I, talk I, about did they need to release this? Did that have to? Did they have to? Come on, Jupiter, Florida. Yep. I understand that collusion is a terrible thing. I understand that the, the law needs to be handled a certain way. But yeah. this is an opportunity to turn him into a spokesperson for this under the covers without blowing up his spot. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing it out there. You could have used this to do some good. Now it's just the uh, international smear campaign. The photos have been very forgiving, though. The photos they've used of him. He's been going <laughs> I want to see pictures of the chicks he was messing with, though. That's what I want to see next. I want to see the pictures of the chicks. Because I hope it's not what I hope it's not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I just, I think, I I don't know what this spa is. I don't know what their specialty is. I don't know if they have an international clientele. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's, if it's I need to understand what the pronouns are when I meet some of these people. I don't know, <laughs> right? But everybody has their proclivities. Unfortunately, he did his in a state where it is illegal and got caught up in it. I just don't. You you supposed to be smart, smarter than that. Come on! Oh my God, this this dude. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I know we were told we've been talking about A. B. for quite a bit. Antonio Brown. He finally hit, he did have a meeting um, with this President Art Rooney the second the other day, and after the meeting, he sent out this tweet saying, had a great meeting with Mr. Rooney. Today we discussed a lot of things and we cleared the air on several issues. We both agreed that it is time to move on, but I'll always have appreciation and gratitude towards the Rooney family and Steelers organization. Call, hashtag call God, hashtag booming. So it, it's, it's, I guess it is official that, you know, I mean, we all knew it was going to be official, but AB will be moving on from the Steelers. Uh, it's just... I just can't believe that they couldn't figure this out together. You're going to lose two of the best players in the league in, you know, within one off season. Yep. Um, it's rough for them. Uh, I just, you know, it is what it is, but uh, I don't know what to say about it anymore. I think we said it, we said all we can to say about it, but I still think that he may go somewhere West Coast. I think he might want to go someplace like you said, like a San Francisco with a young QB, warm weather. Unless it's a big stage like New York with the Jets and a young QB and Sam Darnold. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I don't know. But I don't know. Is there anything else can we say more about this whole A B situation, Obed? I mean, hopefully he doesn't make a New York Jets move like Santonio Holmes and have and bottom out the rest of his career. That would that would be terrible for him. Yeah. But, you know, that happens sometimes. Um so the first thing for me is fine, yes, we we are in agreement that they had to move on. The next thing for me is after that, the Steelers general manager comes out and says that Big Ben can criticize anyone. And, and it just right. made me, we had a very livid discussion, or heat, not heated, a very lively discussion between you, myself, and, and uh, uh, last week. DB, DB last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, we all have our, our points of emphasis on how we feel about Ben Roethlisberger as a player. So I went back and looked at his stats. He's had a fantastic career passer rating. Uh, uh, QBR rating, um, you know, it's it's definitely it's above the 90s, the high 90s. My thing for him is that his game is so sloppy. 
right? The, these guys have to ball out. He gives you the completion percentage in the in the mid sixties, the upper sixties. He gives you the over uh, thirty nine hundred or thirty eight hundred or better uh, passer yard passing yards. He gives you the mid tier. You know, excuse me, I should say career, uh, league average of like twenty nine thirty touchdowns a year or yeah, more. Yeah. Had a yeah. career a career high thirty four this last year, but sixteen interceptions last year. 14 the year before, 13 the year before, 16 the year before. And this guys he's, he has a career interception to touchdown, or excuse me, touchdown interception ratio of mm. almost one to two. Mm. This guy is almost going to give you, uh, excuse, excuse me, uh, two to one. It, like you, he comes into, the, into uh, a game and could throw it away on the back of some fantastic work. Now, how many of the interceptions are his fault? How many of those are bad balls versus uh, somebody fumbling it, somebody not making the catch? Right, right, balls. right. You know, I just, I think the the critic, the criticizing thing came from, and then uh, the article that you posted as well also mentioned that, you know, yes, he's the, the big godfather, the Don Corleone for the 51 other people on the team, or 52 people, 53 people on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I get that, I understand that, but then it's like, okay, he's the last person remaining from that, the last Super Bowl run. The last Super Bowl win, I believe. Yeah. Uh, does that and, mean that he's? Oh, go, go ahead. No, no. As you say, yeah. As you were, we were about the whole GM, and I was just going to read this quote from the GM where he said, "He's the about Ben. He's the elder statesman and the Super Bowl winner. If our players were smart, they'd listen to him because he's been there. He's done it. He can tell them, no, guys, what you're doing is or is not good enough to do this. I honestly believe that he." that can be a burden on him from more often than he may like to admit because he has to, he's got 52 kids under him quite honestly, end quote. So as you were saying, you know, it puts, so I think it, you know, sometimes it does put pressure on these QBs because the QBs are always saying they're the leader of the team. They're the captain. They're the one in charge. Maybe big Ben is not captain or leadership material. Like, like everyone wants him to be. So that kind of go, you know what I mean? Just because he's a quarterback doesn't mean he has to be the leader of the team. I get it. It's just way it's usually done. You know what I mean? That's done. But it doesn't mean, okay, but if he sucks as a leader, then he sucks as a leader. Move on. Get somebody else to lead the damn team, dude. Exactly. You know? So, but you're saying about his little touchdown interception thing. I mean, is he going to keep throwing interceptions like like Brett Favre and eventually be interception king? The fact that you said that, I was looking at his numbers. I was like, he's Brett Favre 2.0. He's yeah. given you tons of great moments and tons of great work, but losing games because he throws the ball away. Right, right. And he throws it where it not, shouldn't be. Now, don't get me wrong. He's still he's a Hall of Famer. And we were talking about this last, last yeah. week with TV. He's a Hall of Famer. But, you know, he sometimes makes these mistakes and does, you know, does erratic things sometimes. He's a yeah. big dude. And, you know, and I don't think he's got much longer to play, to be honest. He's always constantly injured, dude. Yeah. And, like, like I said, he was out for some time. He had an appendix injury, a knee injury, the back injury, this, the that, the whatever the case is. Yeah. I think he's got maybe a year left. I think this this coming year could be his last, year, if not maybe two years. You know, because um, you know uh, he was in that same draft with Eli and Philip, and yeah. and they're getting older too. So I think you know. The I mean, sad part about that. Sorry to cut you off. The sad part about that is that I can just tell they're not taking care of their bodies. These guys refuse to take care of their bodies. Aaron Rodgers finally started taking care of his body, and it shows. Tom Brady takes care of his body. Drew Brees yeah. takes care of his body. Absolutely. I look at Big Ben, and it's just like, Ben, you need to be working out. You need to be in some kind of shape to take these hits. You're a big guy. It's going to come crashing down really hard for you really quickly. Yeah. Right? Just, and, not, 
he doesn't apply himself in the way that you would as a leader to be that that example that like, okay, well, Le'Veon's doing it and, you know, uh, uh, Antonio's doing it, but they don't like the way those guys handle other parts of their lives. So we don't want them to be the leader. We want Ben to be the leader. And it was, oh, you want Ben to be the leader? Ben is not a leader. We're going to go be leaders somewhere else. Right, right. And yeah, to your point, while taking care of the body, I mean, yeah, Brady, he does an amazing job taking his, whether it's nutrition, his workouts he does, if it's plyometrics, whatever it is, Ben needs to get his ass on that stuff too. Excuse me, you know, dude, dude, stop drinking, you know, stop, stop drinking with certain things, stop eating certain foods, whatever the case is. Whatever it, it takes to extend your career, man. Like people are looking for you to, and that's why it's like, if I'm Antonio Brown, how are you going to tell me what I need to be doing? How about you deliver a better ball? You want me to run a flatter route? I'm one of the top two running uh, wide receivers. Excuse me, one of the top two wide receivers in this game that we play right now. Absolutely. Are you one of the top two quarterbacks? Hell no. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Antonio Brown is a right now is a better football player than Big Ben. So maybe Big Ben, you like, okay, AB, I got you. Next time, all right, I'll look for you more. Whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, and, and it's unfortunate they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose him as well too. But here we are. Moving on, want to wrap up another uh, episode this week with a divisional roundtable. We're going to move on to the AFC West this time. Um, We'll start out with the Broncos. We mentioned a couple weeks ago they're going to be trading for Joe Flacco once the new league year begins. They agreed in principle with the Ravens. Uh, Your boy Case Keenum was a little upset about this. Um, He was was not happy with your boy John Elway. Um, He called up. I was like, yo, dude. Was good. Like, why'd you bring me here? I think he signed a year, what, $36 million deal or something like that. I can't remember the exact number, excuse me. Yep. Um, last year, and he's, you know, and he, they had a rough year. They, they finished, what, six and 10? Yeah. So that wasn't really the greatest year for him. But they didn't really have the greatest team. I mean, they had age all over the place they had to get rid of. You know, like that team is it's in a flux right now. So six and 10 in flux is not bad. Um, I mean, if it's just going to be a quarterback competition, Okay, fine. I think Case Keenum could beat out Joe Flacco because I, I don't know what Joe Flacco brings here. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, depends on how guaranteed the money is. It depends on what they, what they could get back for him. Case Keenum didn't show me enough in one year to think it's time to move off from him, but it's only been one year. Right. Same thing I think with Vance you- Joseph getting fired, right? We don't believe Jance, Vance Joseph should have been fired from that. No, not at, not at all. Yeah, 100% agree. Um. I think they should give Keenum the they let him finish out his contract, but I mean this deal looks like it's going to be done when the new league start the new year starts next month. Uh, I mean Flacco, you know, former Super Bowl winner and and Super Bowl MVP, can he bring a level of maturity and experience to that team? Absolutely, but I think the Broncos need some other needs. I mean, I think they need to work on the line keeping Flacco healthy or Keenum healthy yep. is going to be a big priority. Keep it back there healthy. Yeah, you know, maybe look at getting a cornerback, uh, even another receiver, Emmanuel Sanders. I think he got out for the seat hurt in the out, was out for the midseason last year. Um, I think they're going to need some other needs to fill in the draft. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure where the Broncos go. I think if this doesn't work out, though, this might be the end of John Elway in, Bron- in Denver. I, oh my goodness, we, we've talked about this before. I think it's been the end of John Elway. He's 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 messing up. He's messing up pretty bad. Yeah, and it's it's draft picks around the entire team as well as movements the team has made in trying to find the next quarterback it's he's made he's made a lot of bonehead moves and i think it's coming to pass that like this has to end 
Yeah, I think I think and I think the organization might be kind of feeling the same way that if they let's say they do get this deal done with Flacco and it doesn't work out, I think John Elway might be unemployed next next so next offseason. So I guess well, I guess we'll see what happens there. Moving on, let's go over to the Chargers. Chargers, who uh, obviously had a great year. I think they finished, what, 12 and four last season, you know, went to the playoffs um, Philip Rivers, man, how much longer does he have? Honestly, I say four years. Really? You mean he's yeah. 37. He's 37, dude. I, I, if, I, if they can keep him clean, he's been automatic for 4,300 yards and 30 touchdowns a year, you know, almost for, for the majority of his career. He's been consistent. Yeah. He, as long as he's got talent around him, and sometimes they don't even have talent around him, and he's giving you those numbers. Oh, it's yeah. Without him staying healthy. I don't think he's had any like huge concussions or anything like that. I don't think he's had any big injuries outside of that knee a long time ago, right? Yeah. They, they, he's he's got the longevity. He's still making babies. I know that much. Yeah. You know, oh, nine, on. ten kids. He's catching up to Antonio Cromartie now. Do like uh, babies, but... kid, yo. yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but at least his is with the same the same girl. Antonio Cromartie got sixteen kids by seventeen wives. You know what I'm saying? So let, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> his pro, his prolific uh, uh, 2007 campaign that had him getting 12 interceptions and uh, like 11 babies that year at every yeah. that he visited. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Yeah. Some people are potent out here. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about you? How many years do you think he has left? <sighs> Honestly, two. Really? Uh, Guys are hitting 41, though, man. Drew's hitting 41. Tom's already 41. Yeah, but, well, let me say this. The Chargers need to draft a successor soon, yeah. just like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers. When Favre, you know, Aaron Rodgers sat for four years behind Brett Favre. Now he's arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL and has been for the past five, six, seven years. If you can get that experience and knowledge from a Hall of Fame quarterback, do it. Yeah. The same reason why I say the Patriots need to draft a QB now. So that the Brady's going to be their starter. Don't get me wrong. But let them sit and learn from Brady. Let the Saints draft a quarterback. Let them sit and learn from Breeze. The Chargers, he should draft a quarterback now, or if not next year. Let them learn, sit and learn from Rivers, dude. Yeah. It's only going to help them more, you yeah. know? I think the problem is is finding, one, finding a prospect. Two, the draft capital it costs to bring in a prospect worthy enough to hold the clipboard for one of the geniuses of the game and absorb the knowledge. Right. I, I, it's like a first week or excuse me, the first three months at a job, you know, that that first month you're drinking from the fire hose. That second month, you're getting your feet wet. The third month, you know, you start performing, you start producing. You can mm -hmm. see the fruits of your labor. But it's it, it's no different than any 80s montage uh, of Mr. Miyagi training Danielson. <laughs> right. Like, but how many kids can actually hang hang with a guy who's like pumping at all cylinders all the time? It's it's tough. Um yeah, you sometimes I mean, you get wax on, wax off. Sometimes, dude, it is what it is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but running around in a in a shower curtain at, at Halloween, getting his butt kicked. But, you know. <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, I, I could see two strong years. Maybe find the heir apparent. Uh, a lot of teams have not. A lot of teams have not found the heir apparent, and and it's going to show. We'll see if I hope Garoppolo doesn't turn into uh, Aaron Rodgers. And I gotta like be hurt to see him be, do that somewhere else. Y'all gonna be and he's about to have Antonio Brown. Possibly for the Niners. Ooh, yeah, I think the Niners. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. San Francisco and Cleveland are the two places that people might want to start looking at. I'm just yeah. saying. 
when we were talking about uh, the, the running backs, Le'Veon Bell going to San Francisco, they have Matt Breda. Matt Breda has shown himself to be a very good, gutsy, hardworking running back. Mm. That This is fantasy tip. Watch out for this guy. I know Jarek McKinnon will come back, but mm. we've seen what happened when you have an ACL tear running back try to come back too hard. In, uh, 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 what's that kid from uh, Cook, Cook, Cook? Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, yeah. Dalvin Cook. Minnesota. Come back too strong too soon. Uh, and and not managing them into the role so that they can be healthy at the course of the year. I like Matt Breda. You know, no need for them to go after Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um, I still think the Chargers should look at a QB, like I said, just as an heir apparent in the draft, maybe D-line. Uh, oh, Joey Bosa didn't play a lot. You know, he was hurt, but he's still a dynamic player. Maybe offensive line, make sure River stays healthy. And even look at the defensive side, maybe look in the secondary to kind of bolster that secondary. Now they did, they do have, um, what's the kid on the Chargers? Uh, I think it was in the defensive side and the safety, um, Derwin James, who was yes. out of Florida State last year. So he, he had a great, uh, he had a great rookie year for them. Uh, so, uh, but I think to, you know, bolster that secondary, I think they might go, you know, looked in the draft again for them for this year. But moving on from the Chargers, let's go over to the Chiefs. Obviously, you got the reigning MVP and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes um, did, his, did his thing, fifty touchdowns. I mean, how what can you really say about this kid? So I think right now Vegas has at the Super Bowl favorites for next year, if I'm not mistaken, according to Westbrook, I, I believe. So where do they really look to go now? One of the biggest things I think they're going to look to fulfill a role is their running back situation. Obviously, losing Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So will they look to draft a running back? Um, will they be look to trade for one or if we're gonna get one in free agency? You know, we still got Ware and, and the two the Williams guys. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But um honestly, on the offensive side, um, the only thing I think they need to work on is maybe a little bit on the interior line and another receiver. Okay. Um, Tyreek Hill, phenomenal. Yeah. Sammy Watkins is always always in though. Yeah, and his replacement, Kelvin Benjamin, is always injured, too. So, I mean, I, I, so, my God, yeah. I'm talking, talking about him, dude. So that's what I'm saying. So you, you got Tyreek Hill, but you need somebody else that's going to be consistent and be on the field. So that's why I think they may want to look at getting a, a receiver in this year's draft, you know? So I'm not sure kind of how they go, what they're going to look like. Andy Reid's developed the program tremendously, so – I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs? What they should do, and you know how they'll fare next season? They'll need a scat back. They'll need somebody quick on their feet, somebody that can get uh, to the second level, uh, go between the tackles when they need. Um, and as in regards to the wide receiver, maybe they could get an Antonio Brown. You know, if they feel like investing in a guy they can win right now, maybe give him and Patrick Mahomes somebody they can work with really well, um, uh, and come in and be smart to understand what they're doing. He's got to be fast. Their, their entire offense is predicated on speed. People are going to figure out how they're, they're faking you out, but it's all predicated on speed. If they can't stay fast, they're not going to be explosive. They're not going to be explosive enough to take advantage of people. Yeah, and I, and I think they look at the secondary as well, too. I know Eric Berry, phenomenal player, but he's been injured a lot. He, yeah. I know, Achilles, been, Achilles is just hard to come back from. Yeah, and he had, I believe, almost like you know, another unrelated football scare. You no, know, I believe he was suffering from uh, by like leukemia or something like that. I apologize, I'm not saying that correct. It wasn't the right term, but um, so I mean, they're gonna look to get some either a corner or safety to replace Barry. You know, if, if he's not healthy enough, so I think they gotta look at that as well too. Um, but moving on from the Chiefs, and last in the AFC West, of course, is the Oakland Raiders. Well, the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Eventually, um, they got one, they got one last year in Oakland. Well, are they even playing in Oakland this year? Do they even find a city, a place to play? 
I, I am unaware. They're talking about being able to stay in Oakland um, okay. or or potentially going. There's another place, another uh, stadium. I, they wanted to um, I think they were going to maybe share the um, San Francisco Giants baseball stadium. That's with, what I, that's what I heard. That's what it was. San Francisco. Yeah, um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is this is what happens with they. In you know the Donald Sterling situation, I agree with DB that we're in a day and age when a man can't have a private conversation with someone, even if it is damning information. It was a private conversation. This has been an, an uh, uh, publicly shown charade uh, hmm. just to tank the team, move them, get a new stadium, get the Super Bowl because you always get a Super Bowl with new stadiums. So you get some money out of it, and then see if you can re- get a return on your investment for that huge move. Make the taxpayer pay for this out of their pocket, and then run home all the way to the bank. Um, yeah, it, it, I understand blowing it up, but now this is this has become a farce, dude. What is and what is John Gruden doing, man? I mean, he's running the oldies, dude, he's, back the hits. He's running the sh- I know, but dude, first with Khalil Mack, then giving away Amari Cooper. I mean, now they've they've stopped on draft picks, dude. They've got what yeah. 11, 11 picks coming up in this draft this year, yeah. and it was three in the first round. I mean, so which is nice, they got a first round from. With the Mac deal and and Arna Cooper, yeah. so uh, I mean eleven picks. That's great for them. Don't get me wrong. Good for them. Stockpiling picks. You could turn eleven uh, picks into into fifteen picks, and but the fifteen picks, you better spend them the right way. You better spend them the right way, and that's yeah. that's another concern. Like, okay, you you've shown that you know how to clear house. Great. Do you know how to build a team, knowing that you haven't touched this game as intimately as like some football analysts that do things for like pro football focus, right? Who did this guy, Zach Robinson, who just got hired uh, onto, onto uh, Sean McVay's staff. Um, can you prove, you know, the game well enough to, to bring out the best in these kids and get the best kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, just going back to their draft need to draft a little bit, we're going to do quite frankly, they need to draft an entire defense. Their, their biggest thing was, Oh, Oh, during a year, Gruden's like, oh, we know it's hard to get a pass rusher. Fool, you had a damn pass rusher. You had the yeah. damn best pass rusher in the league in Cleo Mack, and you let him go. You let you, you traded him. You know what I mean? They've got to get a corner. They've got a linebacker. They need a safety. It's like they need, just need an entirely new defense. Yep. Uh, you know? And I think they're going to look at a receiver as well, too. Um, you know, Derek Carr needs someone to throw the ball to. Let's be honest. I mean, honest. you know. If Derek Carr is even the guy that's going to be throwing the ball. If he is right, I mean Jordy Nelson, I like him. He's not. He's not a number one. Sorry, you, you know go. he's he's too old. He's, yeah. he's too old to, to fulfill that role for them. I know Gruden likes him a lot. That's why he brought him on. But you need somebody else there. And quite frankly, um, I think you're going to need a, a running back too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, um, they they mean Marshawn Lynch knows if he's going to come back. I don't. I don't believe he is. I yeah. think he might be, he's done. But Doug Martin, I don't see him kind of the little the jug, the jug. hamster. Nah, that 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 boat has sailed. Yeah, that juggernaut. Yeah, I think I feel like he's the uh, the tr- the train that could, you know, the little choo choo train, you know, you know. But he's he's not, you know, that engine is is beginning to shut down. It's beginning to yeah, wind. Yeah. I think he's done. You know, um, I, I don't know, man. I think they need a lot, and even the tight end spot, Jared. Looked well. He had a great season for them. Shout out. He was on my team. He did, he did, you know, but is he an elite tight end? Not really, but he's okay. Um, but when you're starting receivers are Jordy Nelson and, and Marcel Aitman, uh, I don't really know what to Ooh. tell you. <laughs> there you go. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I have no idea who it is. Like, 
I'm completely unaware. I wish I'm not drafting those guys. Fantasy football analyst people don't draft those guys. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So they've got a lot to do, and they also need a kicker. <laughs> you know what I mean, too. Yeah, uh, he's still out there doing it. He could have came back at like a league minimum for them. It wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just wanted to be a Raider. But. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's over in what? What's it? Um, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. When Carlson, he was okay, but um. Man. I don't know, man. Uh, the Raiders, they're just – I think they're just, they're just a mess. I honestly think the recruiting doing all this, he was getting ready for Vegas. Absolutely. He, Absolutely. he wants to be on a strip chilling and gambling during the week when that's what, what it is. So. Absolutely. Imagine imagine the uh, post office happy hour on a day yeah. like that. Yeah, I honestly just think he was getting ready for this move to Vegas. Uh, that's what it's all about. So Blow it up. Blow it yeah. up while you're on the way out. Yeah, man. Anyway, um, that is it for this week. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add or contribute uh, for this week's episode? Um, you know what, guys? You can find yourself a lovely girlfriend. It's not that hard out here. Just read a couple more books. You know, go to the gym, work out a little bit, get in touch with yourself. You will find a lady. Wait, whoa, wait. Don't have oh, touch yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not that kind of show. In dude. touch with. In touch with. Oh, 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 okay. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. <laughs> Please don't get caught up at, at some random day spot in Florida. Okay? We're better than that. Seriously. Isn't that what Tinder's for? I'm I pretty thought, sure. I'm pretty I thought sure. It was going down. I thought they were I'm yelling pretty, Tinder. I'm pretty sure Tinder was invented for this purpose without it being illegal. Hashtag. That's, that's all I got to say about it. Swipe. Don't drive an hour and a half. There you go. To say to the people, um, you you said it all. I think I think we're good. Like I said, um, don't get jammed up and some stupidness. That's all I gotta say. But anyway, good seeing you as always, my friend. Catch you next time, dude. Peace. Pleasure. Take care. Peace.